All right. Uh, oh, there we go. Uh, I feel like you didn't splash onto your mic this time. I feel like you no, I only splashed successful. on my face. So that's, oh, there a, you go. that's a huge improvement over my day-to-day -day <laughs> usual splashing, spilling. I feel like we're missing something without you spilling on your keyboard, though. I... Uh, Whatever. Okay, so we're over 10 episodes deep, and I've spilled in two of them. So I've pretty much got a 20% chance at the beginning of every podcast of spilling. That is far too high for an adult. Like, the consistency is... That's too much consistency. <laughs> too much spilling perfectly consistency. perfectly on brand for us. It is on brand, I suppose. But I, I, I hate it. I My <laughs> mechanical keyboard is, like, actually ruined. I thought I fixed it. It's ruined. I, I, oh. I went through, I cleaned it with alcohol. I got the I got the the keys working again, like they don't stick, they click. Like you got that nice like hear that hear that nice clicking noise? Oh they got that nice clicking noise going on, but they uh they don't work. And it's the number pad. And as all you finance bros out there know, the number pad is your life as a business person. I mean that's that's where I live and die. I mean, on my number pad. So I'm I'm fucked. In conclusion, I'm fucked. Are you searching for new jobs and a new profession? Well, you can't use your number pad, so you obviously oh, can't right. yeah, do business Well, anymore. I mean, I'm trying to transition to marketing, so this is actually a good thing. Maybe this will push me away from doing numbers and into doing marketing. There you go. Yeah. So I, Andrew, you the know, maybe it's guy. a sign. The market guy. All my marketing bros out there. <laughs> Price, product, place, promotion, am I right? So I think that the main excitement for today's podcast is the, the finale results of the bet. Oh, did we not go over this yet? I don't no, think we, we haven't. Have. Oh my I, god, we haven't. Okay. Uh, for right. our for our first time listeners, because I was listening back to our previous episodes and we just jump right into it, no explanation. So should we explain our our bet real quick? Okay, so here's what happened. I was I had two weeks to finish the first Harry Potter book, and I I also I wanted to talk about this on what have you been listening to lately? But we'll get into it. I I went back and listened to some of our old podcasts because I had some time at work when I had to do things that weren't using that part of my brain. And we bet that I could finish it in two weeks, and I did not. And we bet that if I won, I would get a case of White Claw, a big old 12-er out of the boys. And if I lost, I had to buy you both a bottle of Fernet, which I don't know how I'm going to do. Hayden, I can do it with you, because we live like right next to each other. To... <laughs> so that's easy. But Jeff, I, I get, I, maybe I'll find like a liquor delivery service in your area <laughs> and have one delivered to your house. We'll just wait till I'm in town again, and I'll drink a bottle of Fernet in front of you. Okay. And in case we haven't said it, the It was the first book of Harry Potter, a 320-page little children's Harry Potter book. book. I would call it a children's book, yeah. And I was so sure you were going to finish it that I preemptively bought a case of White Claw, and now I don't know <laughs> what to do with it. Well, I okay, so fun story. I went to Hayden's house, Jeff. I don't know if mm -hmm. he told you about this. On 4th of July, just to stop by and say, hey. I, uh, Hayden is a, a property owner, so he can now vote in the United States. So that's exciting. Good for you, Hayden. Uh, yeah, we got to keep those plebeians out who uh, don't own huge amounts of debt. Yeah, exactly. Well, hey, I did that shut up about the debt. You got property. That's all that matters. <laughs> I got the property. Yeah, Hayden's house is cool. His house is really cool. I'm surprised that he doesn't have a room totally devoted to podcasting at this point. What do you think I'm sitting in? Okay, I saw the closet in person. It is startlingly tiny. The amount of space that you allocate yourself for the amount of time that we sit here and record every night or once a week is 
uh, again, startling. I don't know how you do it. I respect you for doing it. But it, when you like, I if you didn't know what Hayden was doing in that closet, it would be very weird to walk into <laughs> that room and be like, "I'm seeing a microphone hanging from the closet, and there's a bunch of like chairs and stuff in there. Like, what are you doing, buddy? Like, why, why is that happening in there? I would, I would not know what to expect. Couple beer bottles on the floor. Yeah, like alcohol some spilled alcohol. everywhere. Yeah, some I weird fluids. All the alcohol around for several days because it's in the closet and I forget about it. Yeah, exactly. And the floor is a little sticky. You're kind of like, oh no, what is this? Oh no, just kidding. The floor wasn't sticky. I don't know. Okay, back to our point. I lost the bet. I couldn't finish a children's book in two weeks, and I will tell you what happened. So week one, I was off to a roaring start. I was perfect. Oh, a little over halfway through. I mean, I was like, oh, I got this bitch. And then I just got bored. Remember on that episode we were saying my sister said there's no way I'm going to be able to do it because I'm going to get bored of the book. I got bored of the book. And I was like, eh, I don't really feel like reading it tonight. I'm going to stay up late and do something else. Or like, eh, I'm tired. Ooh, I'm tired. I can't read a children's book. I got to go to sleep. Mm. And so I, I didn't finish it. And I still haven't finished it. For all those curious, uh, I am not that much farther than our last update. How far is that? Uh, it's, it's maybe 30 more pages in. Okay, so you're like <laughs> halfway plus 30. Halfway plus 30, and Hayden so graciously belated birthday gifted me the second book of the Harry Potter series. <laughs> so, are you feeling the pressure? Oh, yeah. Man, we well, I mean, what are we? I mean, book. what are we gonna do here? What is this segment becoming? Am I gonna just keep reading Harry Potter? <laughs> I mean, is that? Is, am I doing this? Am I gonna finish? Do I have to finish the first book? I'm worried that if if the first book didn't happen, that the second book is gonna be less so, and the third even less, unless somehow you just really got into it. So I mean, I could. This try, might be end of segment. I'll try Don't to you finish feel you kind of gotta finish yeah. the first book? Like, once you start a book, you kind of gotta finish if you're that close? I know that's like sunk cost fallacy a little bit. But. It is, in nice economics terms there, buddy. Uh, but, yeah, it is... Uh, I'll finish it. I'll finish the first book, and we can maybe reevaluate how we do this segment in the future. It's not that good. It's not, it gets, I'm an adult. That's the problem. That's the problem with Harry Potter as an adult is you're an adult. You know, the whimsicalness of it is I, I never built nostalgia around it. So rereading it isn't like, oh, this is exciting. It's not like the excitement I had rewatching Avatar The Last Airbender. Now, that was some shit, right? I could I got into that. Um, no, no, I think I think Andrew's right. It is. It is a kid's book. And, and we got to we got to sell him something a little bit more adult. So let's have Andrew read some Harry Potter erotica and then let <laughs> us know how that goes. I thought you were going to say Wheel of Time because Wheel of Time would be sweet to send Andrew down, but that that could take two years. So, oh, I I mean I was talking. So I, I thought my sister, uh, she's like we've said this before. My sister's like one of the biggest Wheel of Time nerds ever that I know at least. But that's probably because she's my sister. But I I thought she had reread this series several times at this point. But she hasn't reread it several times. It's just taken her a long ass time to read all of them because there's so many books and they're not short. So, yeah, I don't think we should send me down the wheel of time path. That would be a, another treacherous. I mean, I do want to read it at some point. I think I might audiobook it, though. I really want to yeah. audiobook it before the series comes out because I hated. Did you guys know people? Were, you guys watched. Did you guys watch Game of Thrones like week by week? Yeah. Did you ever do, watch it and like talk to your friends about it afterwards and stuff? I think we did that together a little bit. Not from the beginning, but that became a that became a thing. Yeah, so, same here. I didn't get into it till like the third season, maybe, and then it was like full on in. Yeah, 
I think that's how a lot of people are. I think a lot of people, they found out about it after season one and two, and then they dove in, but not the point that I'm getting at. What I'm getting at is there's, I always, always ended up talking to people who had already read all the books and they would always be like, oh dude, just you fucking wait. You don't know shit yet. You little bitch, you little fucking dumbass, illiterate piece of shit. And I'm like, God damn, shut up. All right, I didn't read the books. Just let me, just talk to me about what happened. If you read the books, you should have a knowledge enough to talk to me without spoiling shit. Don't tell me I'm a little illiterate asshole because I didn't read the books. And that made me so mad that I bought all the books on audiobook and I listened to all of them on audiobook because I was, I, I did it on my commute and it was, that was actually awesome. It's a great book to listen to in the car. Awesome book for the car because they're long actually- as shit. Yeah, we, uh. I, I, we need our listeners, all our devoted listeners, <laughs> to chime in and tell us what they think about. Like, it, did they enjoy how much we've talked about Harry Potter in the first ten episodes of this thing, or should we just call it a day? We did the segment. We're done. Andrew's a failure. Reading children's books is harder than it sounds. I mean, or if I, we want Andrew to sample some Harry Potter erotica and get back to us, definitely you know, send that. An email I would be open at- to. That I would be open to. <laughs> I don't know why, but I can't imagine the shit that's going on in people's minds. I it's got to be bad. It would be like your dad or my dad wrote a porno, but like five times worse. Andrew read Harry Potter erotica. We'll have a podcast about it. You can read it out loud to us. We'll oh, no. take it apart piece by piece. Just let us know. Tangent.quest.podcast at gmail.com. Oh, that's nice plug. Nice plug for the email there. That's interaction, baby. We need more interaction. God, People got to interact. Twitter. Oh, our Twitter. We just created our Twitter. This is you. Know what? Let's just do it. Let's just pitch Twitter. All right, we got Twitter now. Follow us. Tweet at us. I don't care what you do with us. Just do it. But for sure, follow. Go follow us. It's Tangent Quest Podcast or at Tangent Quest on Twitter. There's none. There's no one else. Just us. Go. Go follow. Hit the like button on everything we tweet. Retweet everything we tweet blindly. Don't read the te- don't read the tweet. It could be anything. <laughs> Just hit the retweet button and be done with it. All right? That's the type of devotion we need. All right? And Andrew has told us, he's promised us that he's going to monitor it minute by minute. Any DMs that you send him, he will respond to. Any personal questions you have of him, he'll respond to immediately. It's it's going to be great. You've got his girlfriend and everyone else muted, but the the, the podcast tangent quest, uh, what are it, tweets? They're called tweets. They tweets. come through immediately. That's how you're setting it up. Yep. 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 Yes. That's exactly what's going to happen. I will shut out everything in my life for the podcast Twitter. Not the podcast itself, but the Twitter account. Just I'm the on. Twitter. <laughs> Just the Twitter. All right. What a so, guy. Look at us, dude. We're, 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 le- we're legit now. Look, we're on Spotify. We're all over the internet. I mean, the internet is basically our domain at this point. And we have a Twitter account. I don't know we how might we don't have well listeners with discussions of our podcast. That's impressive stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Should we should we jump into our uh, repeating segment? What are you, what are you, what is consuming your your time span and your in your ears? Yes. Yes. And what's what you've been listening to? I feel like I always go first, but that's okay. So, I as I said earlier, I've been re-listening to our podcast because I realized I don't remember 90% of the things I've said. And there are a lot of things where I've said, oh, we'll follow up on this. And I never followed up on it. Not <laughs> once. <laughs> and I didn't write them down again because I was like, eh, well, I guess we're just not following up on that. So from now on, I'm going to start writing a little, I got little sticky notes here. I'm going to write oh, follow man. up notes on my little stickies. If I have something, I'm like, ooh, we should follow up on that. I'm going to have a little, 
little sticky note here. A little pen here. I put the pen away because I'm really good at clicking it like an asshole, and I don't want that in the audio. So I put the pen over there, but if something comes up, we're sticky noted. We're ready to follow up. Wow, that's follow commitment. Follow up segment's ready. Yeah, and the other thing I've been doing, I don't know if you guys have played this game before. I mentioned it on one podcast, but I've been playing a lot of Doom Eternal in my free time. Like when I'm not streaming, it's been my game, my single player game. Like if no one's online and I don't really want to stream, I play Doom Eternal. It's been very fun to just ruthlessly assault demons with weapons. And that's all you do. That's the entire game. There's a plot. No clue what's going on. Don't care. Just fly around and blast demons. It's it's a good time. Would recommend it's on sale right now in the Steam store as well. So hit that up. That's it. That's all I've been doing. Nice. Listening to our podcast, playing Doom. That's a uh, that's the dream, man. That sounds nice. Yeah, so bad. What about you, Jeff? What about me? Uh, you know, <laughs> I uh, surprisingly really got into our podcast this week, and so I've been listening to a lot of that. Uh, been watching some Andrew play uh, The Last of Us Two, which is wow, what a crazy game! It's Every time brutal. I watch it, I just like I really get sucked into it. I usually am trying to like watch it while like doing something else on the internet that I need to be doing. And I just like it's so it's so cinematic that I it's very distracting. It's a, it's a, it looks like a sweet game. I wish it I is awesome. It, but... It's kind of like oh, you're playing gosh. a movie. That's what's so cool about it. Yeah, especially like even the like combat feels cinematic. Like how you assault people or like take people hostage and stuff. Oh my god, it's so brutal. It's like ooh, it's brutal. Uh, I was saying today how incredibly heart wrenching it is. When you shoot someone and kill them and someone calls out, oh, my God, not Tyler. And I'm like, oh, God, I killed Tyler. <laughs> it's so brutal. But those little details that I'm, I'm just it kills me. I remember first getting on to watch you play and it was like immediately there was a dog you had to kill. And I was just like, fuck this. I'm out of here. Then you didn't manage to kill the dog. It was pretty great. Yeah, I made. OK, yeah. I, I so there's a, there's a clip made. I, I think you stopped watching at this point, but the game forced me to kill a dog. And Andrew. and the clip is I killed the dog. And I was like, geez, I hope Jeff's not watching. I hope Jeff's <laughs> not watching right now. <laughs> it didn't give you a choice. It did not give you a choice. Oh. It was really fucked up. Oh. Yeah. All right. Maybe it's a really shitty game. I'm not so sure anymore. No, but it's, anyway. it's really good. It, well, that's the thing is it, it like it, it makes you so frustrated because you have to do really awful things but that's just the world of the game it's not pretty they make yeah. they make you realize like how not pretty a zombie apocalypse would be you know essentially so so dark it is dark but that's just i mean that's why it's so good is because it just hits you with that morbid reality of yeah what it would actually be like if there was an actual zombie apocalypse it's very it's very good would recommend nice what about you Hayden? what you've been listening to Let's see. I was listening to some economics podcasts, and then those made me a little bored. So I was listening to some staple uh, quick question. And then I I just want to talk about how ridiculous uh, Welcome to Night Vale is. So we should probably just jump straight into that. All right. Uh, are, are we just yeah. we're good? We're just going out. Dude, we are streamlining this podcast. Do you realize that? So, but hey, <laughs> jump it. Get us in. Wait, hold on, Jeff. Do you, did, did we listen? Did we all listen to the first episode and then try to get through as many as we could? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so welcome to Night Vale. They describe themselves as twice a monthly community updates for small desert town of Night Vale, where every conspiracy theory is true. Turn on your radio and hide. Never listened before. It's an ongoing radio show, which is a pretty nondescript description. It's basically 
this uh, guy who's acting as a radio host for this desert town called Nightvale, and it's just very obscure. Uh, they have a weather update every episode that is just them. It's just a random band that plays a song. So there's like a three minute clip of a song in every episode. They have the weather and they have, oh, they have an advertisement. And the advertisement is sometimes like, there's a word for my advertisement, puffer fish. That is all. And then they'll just move on. It's it's just a, it's a very obscure, I don't want to say comedic, uh, like news type podcast, except the news is obviously very made up. Who who wants to uh who wants to give their opinion first? Okay, let's start with how many episodes did you guys make it through? I did ten. You listened to ten episodes? <laughs> I did. I did. Okay. All right. That's and I, I know Hayden's Hayden's like a long time listener, right, Hayden? No, no. I I was recommended this podcast a long time ago, and I I had it recommended as like top notch. This is like one of my favorites. And I listened to many, and I think I listened to more than I should have because I was like, there has to be like, th- this has got to be going somewhere. <laughs> I felt the same way, but go on. But the whole thing is it just doesn't. It, it, they just do bits all the time, and they just, it's, I feel like it's a couple writers trying to come up with weird, quirky, creepy things to say. It's, it's the perfect podcast for people who would describe themselves as edgy theater kids this is how they're their demographic it's edgy because it's like creepy and spooky and it's like kind of D esque in the sense of there's magic and vampires and magical clouds that rain dead bodies and things like that okay that's fair i guess i imagine edgy more as like i don't know like suicidal it's it's never like it's not that dark right it's all pretty like light-hearted humor like you could give this episode to a kid and they could listen to it and is totally it supposed to be funny what the fuck so, is this wait, podcast supposed is. to be? It's as a funny way to, because it's so ridiculous. As a way to describe this podcast, do you think you guys could could riff like something that the guy would say? You think you could just off the top of your head riff one of his like little bits? I almost wanted to write some down. I never got there. Yeah, yeah. Here you go, Jeff. Let me make one up here real quick. A wagon pulled into town this morning. They were a horseshoe wagon. All they were selling were horseshoes. Our local citizens who bought them said they promised them good luck, but all they've done is be dead weight. <laughs> that was fucking perfect. Like that what? Is, like yep. I like this is what it is, and I'm just like, what? What? Okay, is there a story? There's never a story. I, I the whole time I was like, is this gonna be a story or is this? Are you guys just high on PCP and looking out your window? There because, are recurring uh, characters. There's a couple times where he he talks about the. The Native American tracker, who racistly wears an outfit of a Native American, even though he is clearly an Italian man. But that was like <laughs> one episode, and then he never came back. I'll, okay, let me admit something to you guys. I listened to one episode. Oh, then, no, no, no. I listened problem. to... No, no, I'm t- let me tell you. This is a timeline. I listened to the first episode, okay? And I, I always promise myself, I always say, Andrew, no matter how bad something is, no matter how negative you're being right now, you always give it a second episode. And I was like, all right, inner monologue, I get it. I have to listen to another one. And then I listened to the second episode, I was like, God damn it. How can a podcast let me down this much in 40 minutes? I, how? I don't get it. And then, I, and then I was like, there's no way this is popular. This, there's no way this podcast is interesting to people. There's no way that this is big. It's probably a very niche group. They probably have like 100,000 listeners. No, 
they had like 8.5 million downloads in the last year like or last like few months it's crazy so i'm like what's the appeal jeff you listen to 10 episodes clearly you think there's something here that i did not notice what is here for you so so i i had the same kind of set of emotions so i listened to the first one and i was like what what is this and i wasn't really sure if i would listen all the way through a second one i was kind of kind of on the fence and then i listened to the second one and i liked it more and then i got really high and then i listened to the third one and then i really liked it there it and is. then by the fourth one i think like something clicked because then i think maybe it takes some time to get used to the jokes and i i also like uh i'm a big fan of vonnegut and vonnegut does a lot of obscure sci-fi humor and i think once i finally understood like what the joke was and that there wasn't really a storyline to follow and that it was really random and i stopped like searching and expecting things i think it got a lot better i there are certain things that i find incredibly stupid but there are certain things where it's just like it's so obscure that it's actually pretty funny i i should have written more of them down but every now and again it's just like what i said with the the advertisement thing like no there's words from a sponsor pufferfish like stuff like that it's like it's kind of funny sometimes and I don't know. I I grew to like it. I don't see it as a long-term thing. I wanted there to be like a story that was continuing every episode. And once I realized that there's not really that, uh, I'm far less interested. But there's like a mini story every episode. And the mini stories are all I'm really super interested in. There are sets that go for like four or five episodes sometimes that are like a continuous story. But it's it's mostly all over the place, and it is it, it the Vonnegut comparison is really good, I think, because it it's written by a, a couple writers who just do like short story writing and like writing classes and whatnot, and I could kind of see that because they're just riffing bits, like you know they talk for ten minutes about what you should do if you get caught in a situation where no matter what direction you run, you return to the same point and they go through it like a boy scout mantra of how you deal with this everyday problem. <laughs> and they're kind of clever in the ridiculousness. It's, but you can't expect it to be like an audiobook with a story that goes through. It's, it's almost like white noise bits. I think that's what bugged me. I think it'd be such a, I, I don't want to tell them what's better and what's not, but I would like it so much more if there was a continuous story. Like if there was even just one small thing that was every episode they built on. I guess I kind of do like there's the Carlos character and he's doing a little something different every episode, but well, it's not enough. They mentioned at the end of every episode, at least the two I listened to, that they did write a novel based around Night Vale. But here was my response to that. I said, you, I, 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 in my head, I was arguing with the fucking authors. I, I was, I was like, "You wrote a novel about a place that has no themes, no constructive lines or boundaries." Oh, so you just fucking wrote a book? Don't tell me it's about Nightvale. Nightvale has no goddamn boundaries or anything about it. The only thing consistent between the novel and the podcast, probably, is the fucking name and the radio host. I would be shocked. If there was any continuous themes throughout the entire series besides blatant sci-fi absurdity. And I I know I'm sounding like mad about this, but I was like, when I was listening to this, I was trying to work and I was getting like (laughs) frustrated, frustrated with this podcast. I was like, it was like almost tortured for me to listen to. I guess that I'm just totally, this is just not for me. Just not my brand, not my thing. I couldn't, I... 
I told myself I was going to listen to three episodes, but that was before I started episode one. And I just <laughs> could not power through to episode three. I I had no influence to go back. I do not know. I, I hear you guys. I hear what you're saying is fun about it. I didn't get any kicks out of it. I didn't even like smirk at any of the jokes. And I'm, do, I'm doing air quotes right now for our listeners at home. All right. So when I had this recommended to me, it was recommended as a good podcast to fall asleep to. Ew. And did you think you would fall asleep to this podcast? <laughs> no, I'd be getting hot with rage. <laughs> I love when Andrew hates something because it's so, it's so adamant. This, but this is the, it's like how stupid is the, like, it, I would, I would actually get out of bed and break something if I was trying to fall asleep to this podcast. But it's like, you know. A three-legged mule walks into town, and Johnson, the farmer, tried to take him back to his farm. When he got there, the mule said, Hey, I'm not interested in being your mule. Johnson, the farmer, said, Well, that's too bad, because slavery is real. <laughs> and then it's like, end of bit. I'm like, fuck off. Like, what? I mean, like, a ch- a, 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 I came up with that. That could have been an episode, and I bet you people would be applauding me if that was in an episode. You know, they'd be See, like, oh, my God, I didn't think about animal slavery. Damn, you guys really crossed some boundaries there. Holy shit. Like, that's just, oh, my God. I was just I was just like, anyone like anyone could write this podcast. I think that was what was frustrating about it. And maybe that's what's great about it, too, <laughs> is it's just, you know, like modern art. It's like, oh, I could have done this modern art. It's like, yeah, but you didn't. And I feel like Night Vale is, that, is my modern art. It's like, I could fucking do this stupid show, but I didn't. And I won't. That- Right. That's why I wanted you guys to do like to riff some bits from it, because after listening to a couple of them, I was just kind of like I was cooking something in my kitchen and I was just thinking of like different bits that you could do with it because it's so it is really easy to come up with bits for it because you can do anything. You just make up nonsense. They pretty much said anything goes. And when you say anything Anything goes, creativity is thrown out the window. That's what I mean why good stories and places and atmospheres and environments have boundaries. We should have what we should have done is a segment of is this something we just came up with or is this actually in Welcome to Night Vale? And I bet you listeners who aren't hardcore listeners would not be able to tell the difference. Oh my God, Andrew, that's a that is such a good idea. Maybe at the what? start of next episode we can do that. Right. Why don't we do really that like now? That. So Andrew had a Andrew has a great idea for a game. I we are going to take quotes that Andrew and Hayden have submitted that they they think sound like Night Vale quotes. And then we're going to take actual Night Vale quotes and we're going to see if the two of them can tell the difference. Do you guys want to take bets on uh, which of you thinks that you can get it right? I've only got two questions for each of you, so there's not there's not a whole lot. I I have extreme confidence in my ability to... I, like, I, 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 for Night Vale's sake, I want to be humbled, but I feel like I'm going to be able to point out the ones that are Night Vale. Okay, same. I feel like I got I'm ready it. to play for bet. Actually, wait, no. My point would be proven if I could not tell the difference. So I'm very <laughs> yeah. inconfident that I will be able to tell the difference. I, oh, no, I want to place a bet. You want to place a bet? What's your bet? No, hey, let's bet against the house. Jeff, who do you think will get the most? Oh, oh. I think Hayden is going to figure him out real quick. I think Hayden's going to get you. Okay. That would still prove my point. I don't know if I want to win. <laughs> We'll do this one on self-pride because we didn't set it. I mean, this happened really on the fly. Like the yeah, viewers, the listeners the are getting quite the treat here. That segment idea I came up with is becoming real life on the podcast. So here we go. All right. Well, we're doing it on pride. All right. So uh, Hayden, we'll do you first. Uh, here's two quotes. Which of them is a Night Vale quote? Here's quote one. 
A sparrow with a note attached to his leg landed on the station this morning. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me restart. I got to do it in the voice. I don't know if I can do the voice. Let's see if I can. A sparrow with a note attached to his leg landed on the station this morning. The note said, when the green tea runs out, don't come crawling back to me. And here's quote two. Sleep heavily and know that I'm here with you now. The past is gone and cannot harm you anymore. And while the future is fast coming for you, it always flinches first and settles in as the gentle present. Which one is the Night Vale quote? feel like you're trying to throw me with the word station. Can I hear the second one again? <laughs> oh, you sure can. <laughs> Sleep heavily and know that I'm here with you now. The past is gone and cannot harm you anymore. And while the future is fast coming for you, it always flinches first and settles in as the dental present. I'm going to go with that one. You think it's a Night Vale quote? That's second Night Vale. All right. You got that. Yeah, see, I, I was trying to do like one of those like, little mini stories they were doing. I should have come up with some absurd craziness like that. No, I should have referenced more one. to like articles and things in the that that was good. That was good. Don't, don't, like, don't reveal stage. yourself too quickly, Hayden. Let's uh let's 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 move on to, to Andrews. All right, Andrew, here's right. two quotes. Quote one Comfort was the answer to all life's problems. It didn't solve them, but it made them more distant for a bit and as they quietly worsened. And here's quote two. We don't need to fight our fears. The most frightening thing we see in life affects us the most. They influence what we can do, how we act, becoming part of us. But if they are part of us, we don't need to fight them. So really, we can move on. Fuck, Hayden, you did a much better job than I did, dude. That's really good. (laughs) Those are really good. Those are really good. Hayden's better at this than I am. Like I said, I was trying to do like the stories they were telling. I didn't do necessarily their like crazy quotes they talked about nonsense with. Uh, to be fair, Hayden's listened to many episodes, and you've listened to two, so he might have more of a more of a knack for it. Uh, agreed, agreed. I think if I listen to more, I'd probably be able to sling out some more. But uh, I think the first one sounded more Night Valley to me. Is that your final answer? Uh, yeah, I'd say the first. That one. That is correct. Oh. oh. All right, Hayden. Damn, uh, I thought I had go. him on that one. It was, dude. Here's... It was close. I when I heard the second one, I was like, oh god. Like the first one, I was like, "That's Night Vale," and then the second one, I was like, "Oh no, that easily, easily could have been Night Vale." That second one was really good. It was really good. That, one. I, it, that was yeah. yeah that was... All right, Aiden. Here's quote one: Librarians are hideous creatures of unimaginable power, and even if you could imagine their power, it would be illegal. It is absolutely illegal to even try to picture what such a being would be like. And here's quote two: The only gas station in Night Vale was robbed at gunpoint last night. When questioned by the secret police, the clerk only remembered that it sounded like two voices coming from the men with the gun. More on that later. Oh, God, these are so in-universe. Both of them are excellent. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is really proving the point that anyone could really riff on this. Yes, I do think my point has been made already. The first one is Night Vale. The first one was Night Vale. (laughs) All right. So far, you guys are are nailing it. Uh, all right, Andrew, last one. Quote one, she was angry, but she was always angry, so I'm not really sure that that counts after all. And quote number two, how can I be certain that I'm actually hearing any of this? I've never checked that my computer is connected to any signal receiver. This whole thing can simply be my mind searching for meaning on my own delusional sounds. Oh, I actually, that's a good, Hayden, nice job again, because I'm, you could have written either of those. <laughs> Uh, I guess I, I, man, I, I have, I haven't listened to enough episodes. Do they go that meta? Does the, 
does the commentator go that meta? Like the second one was so meta. I feel like the second one wasn't nice because I don't think he goes that meta about himself. He usually talks about the city. So I'm going to go the first one. It was the second one. No, Hayden, fifth- nice job. <laughs> Fair enough. Jeff, well, there I'm you going go. for Pro- you. Point well. proven that, I mean, Hayden convinced me two times essentially because it was a tough guess on the first one too. <laughs> They're all tough guesses. They could really be like both of those for my second were just so in universe that it was disgusting. Yeah, that was that was quality stuff. You guys came up with some good ideas. That was uh, that was pretty sweet. All right, and I'm excited. What you got? All right, ready? Yep. Quote one: We need not worry about death. The dead don't worry much about us at all. So why should we return the favor? All right. Quote two: Almost always we are experiencing the same problems as everyone else. And pretending we don't, so that every one of us thinks we are alone. Oh, Jesus Christ. Could you, could you do that second one again? <laughs> really testing Almost Aiden always here. we are experiencing the same problems as everyone else. And pretending that we don't, so that every one of us thinks that we are alone. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. I think the first one's Night Vale. Second one. Oh! Oh, oh, my God, dude. It's too easy. This is what I'm saying. It's like the modern <laughs> art of podcasts. <laughs> Did you riff that first one, Hayden? Yeah. That was a good riff. Man, we should make our own Nightvale podcast. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> really 150,000 downloads a week? We just what need to find doing? someone with an ominous fucking voice, and we're good to go. <laughs> That's true. Their, their voice actor is uh, pretty solid. He's, he's a stud, yeah. Uh, you know, again, I, I will make the, like, like it that comparison I made to Modern Art, it's like anyone could do it, but no one's doing it except for Nightvale. So good for them, right? They're capitalizing on something that they're unique to. But so, so Andrew, I want to I want to press this to you as a counterexample. All right. Do you like Futurama? Of course I do. Yes. Isn't this kind of like Futurama in a podcast? No, Futurama had boundaries and was actually no. funny. That's true, though. Like they they do anything, but they just justify it through science. They can they can like make it's anything okay, on the show, know. and they're All just right. like, yeah, we invented this. All it's right. Good the point. same thing with magic. Good point. Good point. You're right. I haven't okay. thought this through. I just came up with this idea. No, but. I, I see what you're getting at. The difference in my mind with Futurama is that it's still a, like, yes, they pretty much said we are limitless in our ability because we've said this is a futuristic world, and anytime we need something to be true, we can make it true. But the writing is so much better, and there's still limits, and it's a comedy. That's the thing. It's like it's blatantly a cartoon comedy, right? So it's like cartoon absurdity. I don't get that same vibe from Night Vale. And maybe that's what they're trying to do. And it's just, I'm like, it's a big whoosh moment for me, just right over my head. You know, but I just, but there's also consistency in Futurama, right? Yes, their world essentially has no boundaries because they could write around anything. But if Futurama suddenly said, like, I don't know. I guess, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, they could have made every single bit in the episodes that I listened to into a Futurama episode, so I see what you're saying. <laughs> I just, it, it feels night and day to me, and maybe it's just the quality, and maybe that Futurama's a written television show, not a written podcast. I don't know. Totally. It's, it's presented form. in a very different way. And again, the consistency of characters and stuff, I think, goes a really long way, right? They, like, if, if, for example, if Bender's character changed, like, randomly forever, like, like if Bender went from being the Bender that everyone knows to being like this super sweet and helpful robot with no explanation, and that's just how he was for the rest of the show, people would have been pissed, right? 
But that's not how Night Vale rolls. They're like, hey, here's a random character that you know nothing about. Here's some random shit going on, and we're done. That's a wrap, people. Oh, 8.5 million downloads. Jerk off motion. Dollar bills flying. <laughs> oh, did we mention we wrote a novel? LOL. Like, I, I can I, see it being good at, when, when you're high, though. Like Because it does like a bit, and it gets really into that bit, and then it just totally sidetracks to another point. Yeah. I I do agree. I was so surprised to find out how popular it is. I think it was in 2015. I didn't write down the year. But it was the most downloaded podcast, and it had 150,000 downloads a week. Like, I am baffled that there are that many people out there that that enjoy the show so much. But, man, who do I know? I'm just I'm very curious who, like, the big target audience is. I I don't know. I wish we had so an, an alley for this podcast so they could write in and be like here's what you're missing here's why i like it here's why a lot of people like it because it's jeff you seem to be the one who likes it the most and maybe like the vonnegut crowd that type of person is exactly who they're targeting or maybe they're targeting high people or both (laughs) (laughs) well you know my theory why it's so popular it started in 2012 it started like kind of at the the influx of podcasts like it was early and anything mm. that has a base that early kind of got really big. That's true. Right? I don't think... I, I, I'd agree with that. I would say, I don't think if you started today with Welcome to Night Vale, I don't think they'd have an audience. Maybe they would. Maybe I'm just a, a huge skeptic, but I don't... But, I don't know. It didn't It didn't yeah. do it for me overall. And maybe there's something I don't know about the authors of it. Maybe they're really popular for something else. I'm really not sure. I don't know. Andrew, sticky note moment. We can get back on that. No, what something else that the authors did? I just wanted to use the sticky notes. <laughs> this this did make me think we need a new a new podcast scale. Uh I want to call it like generally the bizarrity scale and clearly one would be the Nightdale podcast. I don't know what the 10 or no sorry the 10 would ten. be the Nightdale podcast. Yeah. I don't know what the one would be. Like what's the least bizarre podcast we've listened to? Probably a news podcast or, or freaking oh, that or we have listened to. Podcast. Yeah, probably Freakonomics. Freakonomics is based on the entire world. Yeah. So, wait, hold on. So the, the scale is one to absurdity? Yeah. From Freakonomics to Night Vale is a, is a new scale I want to throw out there. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, well, I guess absurdity... I don't know. I don't hate absurdity. I just don't think this was executed well. I don't know. I just... I, just, I couldn't... I couldn't do it. <laughs> I couldn't... Every episode, I, I... Like, every two minutes, I was like, oh, fuck off. Like, in my head, that's, like, what I said. I don't know. I, if I could point out one thing that I think is, you were listening to it while you were at work. Is that right? Yeah. I, I do not think this is a work podcast. This Maybe is a, I am walking around doing a menial task kind of thing. I can't imagine being in a serious environment and trying to listen to this podcast. Maybe I'll try it the third episode. I'll try it when I'm, like, driving. Like, not trying to get work done. <laughs> I I feel like bad now that you guys like kind of liked it or thought it was good. I was hoping that I was kind of hoping for a little bit of a circle jerk on not liking this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't say I liked it. Like I, this is not a podcast I I came back to, but I thought it would be a good one to discuss because it is so fucking weird, right? It is weird. And uh, so I was going to say I want to say I'm really glad we did this podcast because it was something totally different than what we've done. And yeah, I, that's great. And introduce a new scale. That's awesome. We need as many scales as we can get. 
And hopefully we can get some listener feedback, tangent.quest.podcast at gmail.com, at tangentquest on Twitter, about your thoughts on Welcome to Night Vale, because I need to hear them. I want more input. They've got a, we we probably should have looked into this before, they've got like a list of episodes that you should try when you're starting out. Oh, really? Yeah, on their website. And they're not the first one. I believe that. Which I I found out later. If you start at like... 117 there's a series of three that are a continuing story there's things like that oh okay i wonder if that would be better for me i wonder if i would like that plot structure and i would actually give it some credit maybe yeah because i think as they go further they start adding like more voice actors to it and uh there's more than just the announcer guy going at it which could be more interesting yeah that it might maybe maybe that's a maybe that was a mistake the earlier episodes i mean they were just starting out right they were just testing the waters so maybe yeah maybe i gotta try some later episodes i'll, I'll check out that list that's a good list to have around the blood space war starting at episode 144 through 149 blood space Wars. will you uh will you send this list over to me and i'll stick it in the show notes yeah totally we explore the controversial and long convoluted history of the blood space war from pta Fake sale fundraisers to time travel to the 19th century farmers making crop circles. See, Andrew so. looks really excited about that episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just think about what you just said out loud. <laughs> I mean, reflect on the words you said and tell me that that's not stupid as hell. <laughs> All right. Should we go final thoughts? I want to go with Hayden, Andrew, Jeff. Okay. Just so we can end it on a not uh, on a high note. A little, a little medium, hot, low kind of sandwich, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're sandwiching it. I, I, I place this podcast on about an eight in terms of ridiculousness. It's, it's really out there. It's, it's really weird, but it, it does stick to its form in terms of being a broadcast news source. It's, it's very odd. It's super weird. Um, I'm sure you could get into it and it could be your thing, but I bet it's only popular because it got started so early. Would you recommend it, Hayden? I would point it out as an oddity. I would never recommend it to anyone. (laughs) (laughs) You've recommended it to me in the past. You recommended it to us for this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I recommended it as 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 a weird podcast to talk through for sure. All right. But like if I met someone and they're like, hey, you do a podcast and podcast. Tell me some good podcast. I'm not going to be like Night Vale. Really get in on that one. That that podcast is the first one I'd subscribe to. Fair All enough. Right. That's a good review. Well, I think my thoughts are very clear. On the scale of GVP to Sam Harris, I think this is shockingly close to Sam Harris for me in the sense <laughs> of how much attention you have to pay. Because I was like trying to... Play- you know, I thought like to me, I thought this was something I could just have on in the background. You guys are saying this is like like someone recommended it for you to fall asleep to. That's insane. I think it's a, if you want to listen to it, you kind of have to fucking listen. So I don't I would call this a fun, casual listen for people like me. It, it just wasn't I, I it wasn't fun and casual. It's like I have to really sit here and concentrate on what you're saying or else it just sounds like actual gibberish. You might as well be speaking a different language. That's how outlandish this podcast was for me. Uh, I, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone I know. If someone approached me and they're like, Andrew, I'm looking for some really obscure shit, but in audio form, I'd be like, look, I got something for you, but don't hold me to this. You know, that's how I would present it. It's, it 
it's not for me. It's not my style. It's not my thing. I don't know. I could. I couldn't. I'm gonna give it. I, I am gonna give it one more episode when I'm not at work. I think that might have hindered my ability to appreciate what it's trying to get at. And maybe I'll try to do one of their series so I have like a linear timeline that's more fascinating to me. I don't know. But you saw how easy it was for me to riff something that easily could have been yanked out of the podcast. I actually enjoyed this podcast. I think it was a nice relief from all of the more sciencey and more serious podcasts I've been listening to. And not to complain and whine because I know it's important, but every podcast out there right now is talking about COVID and I'm tired of it. So I, I was very excited to listen to something that was way more fantasy and outlandish and just completely out there. Uh, that being said, I don't think I would recommend it to, to anybody I can think of off the top of my head. It's just <laughs> way too ridiculous and out there. I think it hit me at the right moment. I really like the obscure humor. I, uh, I don't know. I, I don't think it's bad. I just think it's, it's right at the right moment for the right people. All right, well, Andrew, do you want to tell us what we're going to listen to next week? Oh, yeah. We're going to listen to 99% Invisible. It's time. It's time. And I believe we're going to do one of my favorite episodes, which is the three-point line for basketball. It's a great episode. Ooh. It's a fun one. Oh, is this about the the thing I think it is? Well, the three-point line the in basketball? Line. That's a stupid question. <laughs> yes, it is about the three-point line. <laughs> is it about the guy that does all the grainy shots really accurately? No, I, well, they might have meant. No. I, I haven't listened to the oh, episode in a long gross. time. The reason I chose this one, I listened to this episode like four years ago. So that is right. a great episode. Though, yeah, talking and, about and it, they're super short episodes, so I would encourage us maybe to find some more episodes just to discuss if you're bored. They're short. I mean, they're like twenty three minute episodes. I think cool. so. Cool. Anyway, nine nine percent one and then pluck around. Can you send us that link because of um ADD and we'll forget about what we're yes. talking about? Yes, totally. I will for sure do that. I will for sure do that. You're welcome, Hayden, in advance. You're welcome, everyone. My presence is just a gift to this lonely state of listeners. Watch out, listeners, God. because fear is always creeping towards your beehole. Make <laughs> sure you watch it. Until next week. No, I'd be getting hot with rage.